Hey, good afternoon, everybody, and welcome to this open forum Q&A. The NBA season is in the books. The Denver Nuggets, Michael Malone, a world champion. Nikola Jokic, great. Jamal Murray, great. Aaron Gordon, very good. Team basketball, not about the individual. It's about the team. And I, I'm so happy for Michael Malone. I did my podcast on this today, talking about this 24 hours uh, from my perspective. And in this business, I, I get asked all the time, what do I enjoy the most? Well, it's the people I've met. It's the friendships that I've garnered, the relationships. And getting to know Michael Malone and seeing uh, how Pete D'Alessandro stabbed him in the back in Sacramento are subsequent conversations uh, throughout the years. And to see Michael Malone get to this pinnacle, um, I could not be happier for him. No-nonsense guy, deals with people directly, is well-liked by everybody, uh, comes from a, a great basketball pedigree with his father, could not be happier for this man. And David Adelman, who sits next to him on the bench, the son of Rick Adelman, Ryan Bowen, who I got to know very well when he was an assistant coach, in Sacramento. Could not be happier. And now, here we are about an hour away from my lifelong friend of 45 years, George McPhee, the president of hockey operations for Vegas, uh, trying to get one more win. And for him, it would be his first cup in four tries. Four tries, meaning four trips to the finals. Once with Vancouver as the lead assistant to Pat Quinn, once as the general manager of Washington, once as the general manager of Vegas, and now president of hockey operations with Vegas. So um, I can't wait to watch that game tonight. I I'm not crazy about what I read in a tweet, oh, this morning from Darren Ravel, that Vegas has already trademarked Cup in six. And what that means is uh, William Foley, the owner when he bought the team, said, we'll be in the playoffs within three years and we'll win the cup within six years, year six. And, well, this is year six. And you know that's big-time bulletin board material for Florida. I don't like it when that stuff happens. Now, when you file a trademark, it's public and it got out. And it's just um, – I don't like it. I don't like it. There's nothing that can be done now. But they have three wins. Vegas, they don't have four. They don't hand out trophies after three wins in a best-of-seven series. So we'll see. We'll see what happens. All right. Fire away at your questions, and we can uh, get to anything that you want. You know, a lot of people talking about Nikola Jokic and Akeem Olajuwon. Listen, they're completely different players. All right? Cody makes a great point. You know, Hakeem was – a defensive player of the year. And, I mean, how about we just acknowledge that they were both and are both tremendous at what they did, right? Both champions. Now, you can say, well, Elijah won only one because Jordan was playing baseball. You know what? Hey, he won, okay? Dominant. Uh, a completely different player than Nikolic, Nikola Jokic, the dream shake on the baseline. You know, Akeem was a menace, physical. The game was played differently, okay? The game was different when Elijah Wan played and wh where we are today. 
So, you know, we don't have to talk about which one's more talented. How about we acknowledge that they're both great? Can we just go there? Can we just go there? Well, I'll answer the question this way. I don't think the Kings get better without Harrison Barnes on the team. So I'll leave it at that. The question is, should he start or maybe be now a sixth, seventh, or eighth man? That That's the way I look at it. I mean, I, I don't look at it any other way. I don't think I don't think you become a better team by losing good players. You know, Jerry Reynolds always says that. You don't become a better team by losing good players. And he's a good player. He's a good player. All right, keep the questions coming. We'll answer them. Uh, what, what a sad scene in Denver after the game last night with nine people uh, being shot. Thankfully, everyone is going to survive. But, man, it's scary when you see these things, you know? Yep, Parade Thursday. Did you see Nikola Jokic's reaction? He's like, Thursday, I got to go home. <laughs> that was great stuff, Cody. Great stuff. The question is, will there be a parade in Las Vegas? Will there be a parade in Las Vegas in a couple of days? I would think you'd have to have that parade at night if they win, correct? Can you have, let me look at the, the weather in Vegas over the next week. Can you have a parade in the middle of the day in Vegas, I don't think you can, right? I mean, I think you'd, it would be dangerous to have people out there that long, uh, depending on what the weather forecast is. So let's say, let's say they win today. That's not that bad. They might be able to do it. Might be able to do it. I'm looking at some dates here. Um, if you had it on Friday, the high of 91 which is very cool for Las Vegas and 73. So if you had it at, let's say, yeah, you could do it on Friday. Have it at 11 in the morning. It's 82 degrees. Go from like 11 in the morning until one or two. Yeah, you could do it. Wow, it's very cool for Vegas. Wow. I'm very surprised, you know. Uh, thank you very much, Cody. I did my podcast on George today. And I just, um, I can't wait. I'm meeting some uh, buddies to watch this game. We're going to a uh, a big sports bar. Uh, they have assured us that the games are going to be on uh, most of the screens and the big screens with the sound. So I'm going to be heading there uh, in just a little bit. I'm really excited for that. Really excited for that. Um, yeah, I think that the Sonics will have a team within five years. I think within five years they'll have a team. The question is, will it be an expansion team? Which it kind of looks like it will be. Or will it be an existing team? All right, but they will—they'll be back. I don't—I I think it's pretty much uh, going to happen. All right, Grant, my funniest sports host of all time, Pete Franklin, Jim Rome, and you. Did you ever meet Pete? Has Jim Rome reached out to you? Uh, well, Jim doesn't handle the guest hosting. It's Craig Kitchen who is the man that runs everything, and uh, I did hear from Craig. Uh, after I moved on from Sacramento and he was great, sent me a really nice message, but Jim never had anything to do with that. I mean, when I say he didn't have anything to do with it, he probably had input, but uh, it was Craig Kitchen who I have the utmost respect for. I never did meet Pete Franklin. I don't believe, I think I was in the presence of Pete uh, many times because when I was at Bowling Green, Pete was, 
you know, the main guy on 3WE in Cleveland before he went to WFAN in New York. But Pete was legendary, particularly in the state of Ohio and North Ohio. I mean, everyone listened to Pete Franklin. Pete was great. He was great. Used to really enjoy listening to him. But thank you for your compliment. But I don't think I ever met Pete. I don't think I ever met Pete. I uh, met Jim a couple times. Uh, was always extremely gracious to me. Very complimentary of me on the air, which I always appreciated. I think I filled in for Jim for like uh, 17 or 18 years, which was a big thrill for me. I used to love doing Romy's show. And the great thing was they said, do the show however you want. And I'm like, great. You know, I can be myself. I can't be Jim Rome. There's only one Jim Rome. But, you know, the way you interact with the clones and the audience, you know, I did it a little bit differently because I had to be myself. I always tell people that are getting into this business when they ask for advice. I'm always like, uh, be yourself. Develop a style within your own personality. Don't try to be somebody else. That doesn't work. You know, you have unique individuality. Find that on this medium and exploit it and build a build a style, but be yourself. Be yourself. And that's why Jim is so great and in the Radio Hall of Fame and everything else because uh, he's so unique. You know, there really is only one Jim Rome, just like my buddy Chris Russo. I mean, Chris is killing it right now and has for, you know, his career. Why? He's so unique. You know, but that's, that's Chris's personality to a T. Chris doesn't change when he gets in front of the microphone or in front of the camera. Doesn't change at all. Doesn't change at all. You know, I don't know about the Broncos, how different they'll be. I mean, at the end of the day, you know, you you you, you rely on your players, and I'm not so sure that Russell Wilson's going to be uh, resurrected under Sean Payton. I, I guess we'll find out. I guess we will find out. All right, Michael Malone is a champion. Yes, he is. Check out my podcast today uh, if you missed it. My pleasure. Thank you for your support and uh, everything else, you know. I feel great for Jamal Murray, too. What a class act he was, and how great was he uh, in this series? Incredible. Absolutely incredible. Um, well, I mean, I don't agree with that. I, I, I do know this. You can't become a dynasty until you win one because you can't win two until you win one, and you can't win three until you win two. But they're going to have to have a run of, of many championships before – I would say that, you know, who was the most humble Kings player that I ever met? There were many, many humble players. I mean, there are well, way too many to name. You know, Wayman Tisdale was one that sticks out, but many, many guys fit into that category. Many. Uh, love the questions right here on YouTube. Uh, I would think, C-Dog, we're going to hear about Morant early next week. Good question. Good question. I think we're going to find out pretty soon about that. You know? Uh, is Nikola Jokic an all-time great in my eyes? He is now. Yes, he is. The way he dominates, the way he plays. Uh, he's already won a couple of MVPs. Yeah. Yes, he is. I'd put him on the top 50 list of all-time great players. Would you? You know, would you? I would, you know. I definitely would. 
I definitely would. All right. Um, should the Bills' new stadium have a roof? Yeah. I think so, but they like the elements out there, and I don't think the fans of Buffalo would like that. That's not who they are. Blue collar, they like, hey, man, we want to go outside. We want to freeze. We want to be in the elements. So, you know, there's that. Uh, the Kings will not be able to afford Van Vliet. They, they don't have the money. So, I mean, I would love to have him on the team, but his price tag is going to be – I mean, he turned down a offer sheet, his option. shouldn't say an offer sheet. I said that wrong. He turned down his option, all right? He declined his option at $22 million. So he, that, that tells you where he thinks his market value is. And the Kings don't have that, you know? Uh, no, it's just for show about the A's and the game with uh, what's going on there. So too little, too late. Too little, too late. And we know what the problem is there, right? They have a problem with their ownership. We get that. But I, I don't, I think it would take a miracle right now for the A's to remain in Oakland. I really do. I really do. Um, I, I just don't see it. I just don't see it. And I'm not so sure they deserve to keep their team. I, I really don't see it. Um, well, I'm I'm intrigued. I mean, I'm not like planning my life around it. But I, I always like looking at the top players, you know? I always like looking at the top players. So, you know, he comes in with a lot of notoriety. I, I can't rem I think the last rookie that I can remember uh, coming into the league with this type of oomph was maybe LeBron. People might say Zion Williamson, but no. I mean, this this young man, people have been talking about for a number of years. All right. For about a number of years. Uh, thank you, Cody. I didn't even see that that they agreed on a $380 million deal uh, about an hour ago. So thank you for that. A bill, I should say. So absolutely. Well, my initial thoughts was the Kings were going absolutely nowhere. Fans, for the first time, had stopped going to the games. And I thought, you know what? Roll the dice and see what happens. Now, the national media automatically assumed that with two years left on his deal, there was no chance in hell that Chris was going to re-sign with Sacramento. We obviously know what happened. But at the time, I remember the buzz that it created with it, the franchise. And so I was actually on board with it. As much as I love Mitch, Mitch had quit on the team at the end of his last year. And I thought it was pretty awesome of Jerry Reynolds to put that in his book, Reynolds Remembers, talking about that as well. And that never sits well with me. You know, I, I, I that never sits well with me. It's never sat well with me. And it's a shame that Mitch's career in Sacramento ended that way. I'm glad his jersey's retired. Again, I love watching Mitch play. He's one of the great players in the history of the Sacramento Kings. Uh, but he quit on the team at the end of that year. And I, I thought that was um, that was really unfortunate. And to me, it put a stain on 
his uh, King's legacy. And it was a legacy. Mitch was great. And again, I, that's the only negative thing I could ever say about Mitch. Mitch was a hell of a player. Hell of a player. Absolutely. Uh, getting a lot of questions. I don't know anything about Marvin Bagley's uncle. You know, I haven't heard from his father either. So I, I really don't know. You know, again, he, same deal. Um, same deal with got to stay healthy. You know, he had a couple of really good runs last year with Detroit, but then he gets hurt all the time, you know? T time will tell. I don't know. You know, I think Monty McNair's got a pretty good grasp of what he needs to do. Um, the question is, does he have the resources uh, to work with? And what do they say? Time will tell. Time will tell. Hey, uh, don't forget to check out Bennett's Restaurants, Roseville, Sacramento, and coming to Rockland. Prime seafood and steak. Uh, the weekend brunch, the weekend prime rib, over 50 different types of wine available by the glass. Just go to Bennett'sRestaurants.com, check out the menu and everything else, food to go, Bennett'sRestaurants.com. Great to have you here on uh, YouTube tomorrow over on Listen App. We'll have our open forum Wednesday. Will we be talking about the Vegas Golden Knights? as the Stanley Cup champs. Yes, my favorite Giants coach ever. You're going to laugh when I say this. Probably, I mean, it was Bill Parcells, obviously, but Ali Sherman. Because as a kid growing up, sitting at the, the Giants games every Sunday, uh, my favorite song was Bye Bye Ali, Bye Bye Ali. Every year, Ali Sherman, who was a great coach but didn't have any talent uh, when I was watching the Giants and then was replaced. But uh, all the fans in unison at Yankee Stadium were uh, singing that as uh, they wanted Ali Sherman out. But it wasn't Ali's fault. You know, it wasn't. It just wasn't. What were my ratings last night? My let my ratings or the NBA ratings? Can you be more specific on that, please? Thanks very much. All right. Um. Yeah, I did see that Parcells visited the team. You know, he's a New York Giants legend. I mean, he's legendary. He was a phenomenal coach. And, you know, won the first two Super Bowls with the Giants and had a phenomenal coaching career. And, yeah, I mean, he's he'll always be a New York Giant. He'll always be a New York Giant. Love the questions right here on YouTube. And, again, tomorrow – We'll take a break from uh, YouTube and we'll go over and we will be over on Listen App. Uh, yes, it is true. Yes, it is. It is true. No question about that. Yeah. Mitch gave Michael Jordan fits. Well, they had a lot of coaches. Um, you know, Tom Coughlin is probably my second favorite coach, but they had, you know, Dan Reeves. Uh, was the coach after that, after Parcells. Uh, they had many other coaches, you know, along the way. Uh, Tom Tom Coughlin, though, obviously, uh, uh, I mean, you know, Tom Coughlin and uh, Bill Parcells are similar in a lot of ways with their coaching philosophy, but their personalities were were very different, but extremely... Hands-on, strict, uh, 
all of that, you know, Tom Coughlin with the meetings, if you're not five minutes early, you're late. You know, Parcells was like that. So, you know, check it out. Hey, I listen, you know what? Just Google New York Giants coaches and you'll find them all. I can't sit here and name them all. All right. There were too many. Okay. There were too many. So there you have it. All right. I mean, incredible. Incredible. Um, talking about my travel, when I traveled with the Kings, did I have a favorite hotel? Yeah, the best hotel was the Peninsula in Chicago. The Peninsula Hotel in Chicago. Absolutely. Um, I did not see Vladi. I watched the French Open final. They would have shown him, I believe, if he was in attendance. It's possible he was there. Uh, because he's in Montenegro for the summer. And Montenegro to Paris is not that far. But uh, I doubt very much he would have been in Denver. But, I, you know, he's a huge Novak fan. I got a, a story for you. When Vladi was the president, the head of the Serbian Olympic Committee, when Novak lost in the Olympics, the first thing he did is he went up to Vladi and apologized to him and was completely distraught, felt that he let the entire country down. And Vladi relayed that to me about how Novak was just completely torn up, distraught, was in a really bad place because he lost in the Olympics and he felt that he let down the entire country. Pretty, pretty amazing. Uh, pretty amazing. I'm getting a lot of questions on the stream today about DeMarcus Cousins. Anybody that thinks that DeMarcus Cousins would be an addition of good proportions for the Kings are delusional. There's a reason why he did not play in the NBA last year. There's a reason why the year before, after signing him at the end of the season, that the Denver Nuggets did not offer and extend a new deal for this year, okay? The one coach that had wrapped his arms around DeMarcus, who had publicly spoke out on his behalf, didn't want him back for this year. What makes you think that the Kings would want him back? If you want to take a step back, then go out and get him. It would be a disaster, plain and simple. And for the people that keep on riding his coattails, they should be embarrassed. They should be ashamed of themselves. Seriously, they should be ashamed of themselves. They should be embarrassed that they are not able to put two and two together and come up with four. It's embarrassing, okay? Again, use Denver as a perfect example and a coach that was the one coach that always spoke out on his behalf. Go ask Michael Malone how come he didn't want DeMarcus on the team this year. Because it was an awful, awful experiment at the end of last year and his antics in the playoff loss against the Golden State Warriors. They didn't want him back. Why do you think they didn't want him back? Have you asked yourself that question? I mean, it's a joke. It's a, it, You know what? I am. You're, and thank you for saying that. I am. Everyone else that... Uh, it, they are shills. It's a, it's disgraceful. It's a joke. And you know what? 
I don't normally say this, but I'm going to say it now. I'm the only one that's been right through all of this. Everyone else has been wrong, and I've been right. And so I hang my hat on being right. Okay? And until somebody proves me wrong, meaning him, I will always be right. And it's not personal. I have no, like, I don't have any animosity towards the guy. I know people think, gee, I hate him. No, I, I don't. I don't hate DeMarcus. He's got a lot of good qualities. He's got a lot of bad qualities, but he also has a lot of good qualities. I don't root against him, but everything I've always said is true. And yet there were people out there, that, oh, he come back to Sacramento. Come Why? First of all, he was a disaster in Sacramento. He tore the franchise apart. And anybody that does not acknowledge that is not dealing with reality. New Orleans didn't want him after they traded him. They had a chance to get him back. They didn't try to get him back. Golden State didn't want him back after they lost in the finals to Toronto. The Lakers didn't want him back. Okay? Milwaukee waved him in the middle of the year and talked about how great he was. Well, if he was so great, why'd you wave him? Denver signed him. Okay? Michael Malone, they didn't want him back. Wake up, folks. Wake up. There's a reason for all of that. And here's the other reason. He's not very good anymore. Okay? There's another reason. It's a joke. It's just unbelievable. It really uh, it really is. All right. Again, love the questions. You know, I think they're afraid. Um, they're I, I don't know what the hell it is. I, I really don't. It's embarrassing. I mean, to me, it just really tears at their credibility. Just it it shows me their lack of understanding of what makes a team good. And and why is it that he's never been able to stay with a team? Hello, why do you think that is? Why do you think Steve Kerr didn't want him back? Why do you think, right? Think about this. Why do you think that in New Orleans, Alvin Gentry, who went to Sacramento and coached the team, had many chances to get DeMarcus on his team? Why do you think Alvin... Didn't go after and get him. He didn't want anything to do with him. He was the happiest guy in the world when they traded DeMarcus. He was thrilled. I know that. Okay? Trust me when I say I know that. Wake up. Wake up. Where do I think Eli ranks among the all-time quarterbacks in NFL history? Um, I think he's going to get in the Hall of Fame. I think he is not on the list of great quarterbacks of all time, but I think he's on the next list. Does that make sense? I think his two Super Bowl runs were as impressive as almost anything I've ever seen in the NFL. All but one of the games was on the road. He only threw one interception in two years, and that was off the hands, off the chest of Stephen Baker. Uh, his performance in the playoffs was superlative. He was stellar. And there's no way that the Giants win either of those Super Bowls without Eli Manning. So I'll leave it at that. You know, he was unbelievably clutch in the playoffs. You're absolutely correct. All right, hey, want to tell you about New Works Plumbing for all of your plumbing needs and repairs. Just go to sacserviceplumbing.com. 
We'll call the number on your screen. New Works Plumbing, they've got a fix for you. Again, SACServiceplumbing.com. Love the questions today here on YouTube. Again, tomorrow we will have our open form Wednesday. Uh, I don't I don't think there's any question he will be in the Hall of Fame. First of all, just look at his numbers. Look at his stats. You know, people, you know, well, he wasn't this, he wasn't that. Just go put down his numbers on a piece of paper in front of you and, you know, look at that. Last 20 years, well, I mean, I, I'd like to go back more than 20 years. You know, Joe Morris is on that list. Tiki Barber is on that list. If we go back, let's let's say we go back from the 80s until now. I think you have Joe Morris is on there for sure. Tiki Barber is on that for sure. And then, you know, I'm not ready to put Saquon Barkley on that just yet. I mean, you had Brandon Jacobs, who was pretty good for a while. Um, you know, the Giants didn't have a ton of success after Joe Morris uh, and 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 the Giants had their run in the after they beat Buffalo uh, for their second Super Bowl. It's a good question. It's a good question. 20 years would be hard. Tiki Barber is definitely on that list. All right. I mean, if you go 20 years, then I got to put Saquon on there because 20 years is not that long of a, a period. I was going to say Otis Anderson. You know, I think Otis I would put on there too. Um, you know, his Super Bowl in 91 and his run through the playoffs was incredible. So I was going to just say Otis Anderson. I'd probably put him on there too. Yeah, I love Pete Gogolak, number three. Blanchard will hold. Gogolak will kick from the voice of God. Bob Shepard. That's what I used to hear every Sunday at Yankee Stadium. Blanchard will hold. Gogolak will kick. Pete Gogolak. Love it. Love it. Yeah, Otis Anderson. He was tremendous. What a career he had. What a career. You know, he had a great, you know, he was really good with the Cardinals. And then when he got to the Giants, incredible. Uh, I did see Spider Larkar play. Number 43. In the defensive backfield with Willie Williams, number 41. So, yes, I did. Spider was uh, one of my favorite players in the 60s and uh, unfortunately died of brain cancer uh, after his playing days. But Spider was great. Yeah, I did see Spider play. Absolutely. Absolutely. Uh, you know, I have mixed feelings on this. Is he one of the great players in the history of baseball? Yeah. But he cheated and he lied about it. And I have issues with people that not only cheat, but then lie about it. So I'm, I'm okay with him not being in. My favorite announcer growing up was clearly Marv Albert. He was the voice of the Knicks and the Rangers, and he was iconic, legendary, also did the sports on Channel 4 WNBC uh, at night on the news. Uh, incredible, you know. Uh, Jim Burt was really good. No doubt about that. But they had, I mean... They had a great, great defense. Great defense. I mean, when you think of their linebackers during their first Super Bowl of Lawrence Taylor, Gary Reasons, Harry Carson, and Carl Banks. I mean, come on. You know? I mean, come on. Absolutely. 
Thank you. I appreciate your support. Thank you very much. But yeah, those were those that that defense. Wow. Leonard Marshall, right? Jim Burt. I mean, defensive backfield. Excellent. Excellent. Everywhere, you know, everywhere. Uh, yes, he did. Gary Reasons, number 55. He didn't get the notoriety he deserved because he played with Hall of Famers. You know, I mean, I think Carl Banks would be in a Hall of Fame if he didn't play with Harry Carson and Lawrence Taylor. He was great. He was great. So uh, no question. No question about that. Um, well, Amani Toomer was excellent. I kill you good. Shockey was too much rah-rah for me. Uh, excellent tight end, but too much, I don't know, too much of a show. Uh, Barber was a tremendous running back after he stopped fumbling. And, you know, they turned around that part of his career uh, when he when he held the ball differently because he had a fumbling problem. So, yeah, those, those, were, those were good memories. Good memories. Hockey tonight. I'm going to be shutting this down here in a moment. I got to meet my buddies and I don't want to miss the face off. I, I'm really, I did a podcast on this today. It means so much to me to know George since uh, 1978, freshman at Bowling Green for George. And to watch his career and just uh, one, one of my great friends. And I'm really, really hoping uh, that tonight, uh, is the night favorite sport in order NFL NHL NBA MLB there you have it I did that pretty quick I hope so you know you don't want to go back to Florida even though the Knights have been a great road team and then you know have a chance of coming back in game seven where anything can happen so I'm really hoping so that place is going to be absolutely uh off the hook I have not seen an update as of uh, the last hour. So, you know, I haven't seen that he's not playing. That would be a good sign for Florida. They got to have him. They got to have him. He's a dirty player, though, boy. Dirty player. But, boy, is he good. He is really, really good. Really good. Well, there are a couple of – that's a great um, – the, the refs missed a, a, a call that would have won the game for the Giants on that missed field goal attempt. Um there were a couple things that cost the Giants in that game. It was an awful, awful night for me. Awful night for me. Terrible. Should say afternoon. All right, I got to run. I'm getting ready for uh, hockey. Don't forget tomorrow over on Listen App, Open Forum Wednesday. Hey, I appreciate, appreciate all of you. Thank you. Great questions today. And uh, I love this format. Would love to know how you feel. You can hit me up on Twitter uh, at Grant Napier Show. Hey, if you have not yet subscribed, hit the thumbs button and please hit the subscribe button. Uh, it would mean a lot to me. Thank you very much. Enjoyed this quick 35-minute show right here on If You Don't Like That with Grant Napier. Go Knights. See you, everybody.